Welcome to On the Throne, a podcast covering LA Kings and Ontario Reign, Southern California. We are missing one, but that is Riker Jordan. What's up, everybody? And I'm Vance Longarini. And Tanner How are you doing today, is... Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I was going to say, Tanner's not with us. He has to work, like, a lot. Like a normal person. <laughs> He's got to work yeah. a lot. Yeah. He's got to work like a normal person on a Friday. Um, we were going to record last night after the game, but I think I think my heart has been stabbed about twelve times in two games, so if not more. I have to agree. We we were going to record after the first game, win or lose, and then they lost and in a really embarrassing fashion. And then we were going to record after the second game, win or lose. We even talked about it like the day before, and then they lost, and we we're like, well, you know what? And now here we are. Yeah, it's been a uh, it's been a day watching those both those games. I thought first one was fluky, and then this one, I'm just like, man, to the Kraken. But I did make the bet. <laughs> I did make that bet. I still don't see that happening, buddy. But regardless, should we hop into game one? Yeah, let's talk about the the first game, the home and season opener for your Los Angeles Kings. What is your first thought, Riker Jordan? First thought, loved seeing Gabe Velarde score the first goal. I had I had Q scoring, but that was more because I just want to see him score a goal, get some confidence going. Maybe he could uh, start producing a little bit more with some confidence. But he looked good, and Gabe looked good. That line was their best line. Um, and then after that, it just went downhill. They just got outplayed and outworked in yeah. every aspect. Yeah, I mean, I I called into King's Realm like two hours before puck drop, and I was like, all right, I could see in the future Gabe Velarde scores the first goal, and the, the, the final score is 4-3 Kings. And, uh, Man, I'm never close. I'm, I'm never doing predictions anymore, though. You could thank John Dersey for that with his oh. great pass. So I think that's that was my biggest takeaway from – that first game especially was Sean Dersey look like he does not belong on the Kings, which sucks. Uh, I wouldn't say that much. I mean, he missed most of training camp and stuff because of his injury and whatnot. I just don't think he should be playing on the left side. And you could tell he was a little rusty. But I think it just brings up a bigger issue that we'll get into even more so after the second game recap. But, like, the Kings are going to need a left-handed defenseman. Whether it's Muverare or Bjornfoot back up or... Something like Walker and Dersey have both proven they like they're struggling on the left side. Yeah, and there's definitely a, a like a get used to it factor. You know, like they have to they have to push in to that left side and get accustomed to it, right? They have to get used to what they're doing. And it's hard to switch and play your <clears> offhand, <throat> but but at some point you just gotta say they should have made that trade. Uh, I mean, they still can make that trade. I think they wanted to see what they have. And I still think, I guess, two games is too early to overreact to anything. But so far, it hasn't looked great. But most of the team hasn't looked good. 
like um, Drew Doughty's had his moments of looking good. Mikey Anderson looked a lot better in Game 2 than he did in Game 1. Alex Edler, I don't think, looked good at all in both games. Um, Sean Dersey, like we said, had, he had a great play to get some offense going, but he also, you know, turned that puck over. I, I just don't like... I think what makes that turnover at the end of the Vegas game even worse is, like, he sat behind his own net with no pressure for, like, 15 seconds... And it's like, okay, cool, we're just going to run this down and get a point. Like, I'm I'm totally fine. Like, they didn't deserve to win that game. They got outplayed. They gave up 51 shots. Like, I was like, okay, yeah, let's run this down. Get the point, move on to game two. And then, next thing you know, he tries this long stretch pass, and it's just like, what are we doing, you know? And then, yeah. as other people pointed out, it's not all on Sean Dersey. It was a three-on-three going the other way, and they gave up a great look from it, which that shouldn't happen. But, like, mm, I don't know. I, I just, you can't have that turnover in that spot. But the whole game, the Kings just got completely outworked. They took too many bad penalties. I, it was just really frustrating to watch because it was the opposite of what we saw last year with that team. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this team is definitely not completely, but pretty damn close to what we saw halfway through the season last year. You know, there's some young kids that, we're trying to make it up and and trying to be in that top line or in that top uh, top league, and you know I mean there's a lot of rust that needs to get shaken off. I think the players that had injuries were definitely you know struggling uh, to make their their presence known. I mean Sean Dersey isn't the only reason, but he was the most notable. He had a lot of a lot of bad giveaways. Uh, the whole defense I, did, though. Like, they just yeah, couldn't true. get the puck out of their zone. It was really, really frustrating to watch. And um, just too many bad penalties. Like, Fiala took a really bad penalty on a power play, you know, because he was getting frustrated. And and the crazy part is, though, if, like, we went into that game and you would have told me, like, oh, man, Quentin Byfield and Velarde are going to be your best. That's going to be your best forward line. I'd be like, oh, they easily win then. Like, if your third line's your best line, you know, and they're creating offense, I'd be like, okay, well, I know the other two lines are going to do something. Yeah. And then at the end of the game, it's like, okay, well, I didn't notice Phil Deneau really at all in that game. I didn't know yeah. Ar- Arvison or Trevor Moore. Like, maybe they had a few good looks, but it wasn't like what we saw the second half of last season. Right. And the Kopitar line did create a goal, but I don't know. It was just 51 shots, man. Like, last year they were so good at, at doing that to other teams, you know, and here they are just getting completely outworked and it's opening night. The fans are excited. And it's like, man, you guys put up that effort. What are we doing here? I mean, like last year, well, Staples slash crypto was the, one of the easiest buildings to play against. They had the worst home record. Well, one of the worst home records in the league. Yeah. And I don't want to just, it, that doesn't make sense either. When you have Kopitar and Dano as your top two centers and you get to line match at home, like you would think that they would dominate at home. And it's not like nobody from the Cup era, the Cups era, is still playing. Like you still have Quick, you still have Dowdy, you still have Kopi. Um, and at that time last year, they still had Brown. It's weird that they lost so much at home. Yeah, I don't I think, know what it is. It's just like a weird, I, weird thing. I really think we need to kick out the big money people out of crypto that are complaining and just let the Royal Army take over an entire section. Uh, 
I mean, last night I saw the attendance was only like 15,000. So it's like they're not even selling out home games right now. Well, you know, like, which I mean, LA and COVID and all that shit, like there's no excuse anymore. Like that's all in the past. Like we, we should be selling out games. I'd be going to every game if we lived closer. Like I was just, yeah, I mean, there's not even a mask mandate at crypto right now. I think right now it's, uh, you know, people are on the, the Dodgers. Yeah. It, you know, uh, for sure. Season, so they're not going to yeah. go to those. There's not, you know, they're not playing for, for the no, I agree. points. Yeah. I think the Dodgers think, definitely does hurt, especially when they're playing on the same night. But, um, I don't know, man, I just hopefully they could figure it out. Cause as we know, game two wasn't much better. Like yeah. they're playing a team that shouldn't even get close to the playoffs. I know you have them in the playoffs, but I've you know, card. that's different. I just, I just don't, again, like it was, I went into that game. I was like, all right, you know what? They got completely outworked game one. They're going to, they're going to show, they're going to prove themselves here tonight. And what do you know? It's like the same bullshit all over again. Sure, they didn't give up 51 shots, but they took a bunch of terrible penalties. Yeah. Brant Clark came in for Sean Dersey, and Brant Clark might have been their best defenseman in that game. Yeah, I mean, I think he was, to be Which, honest. Which, I mean, we can get into. Brant Clark shouldn't be out of the lineup, period. Until he yeah. starts making some rookie mistakes and he needs to sit a game, he should be in every night. But even then, like in that situation, you know, you have Edler, who's one of the most seasoned veterans on the team. You have, uh, you know, Walker, who, except for injury, played all of his career so far. You know, you've already seen good looks, and both of them were making mistakes in in the games that they played. So, I Walker think what I'm trying to say is like, is if Brant Clark comes in and makes rookie mistakes, that's to be expected. Well, and of course, See, there's going to be mistakes, but like what I'm saying is like until he has a game where it's like, okay, he does need to sit for a game to like get his his. Um, mental straight, like to get his mentality back, to just get his head on straight again, let him sit for a game. But until that happens, like he should be in the lineup. He was getting paired with Drew in the third period. And what does that tell you? Like, obviously Todd McClellan, like, okay, I like what I see. The first two periods I thought with Brant, he uh, looked a little cautious. You didn't see him jumping in the play as much. But as the game went on, like the third period, I thought he created some really good looks. Yeah. He was being a little self selfless. He was making too many passes. Like Dano even said after the game, there was one opportunity where he should have shot. But he drives play. Like and the analytics prove it. He was one of the best players last night. Top five on the Kings. Mikey Anderson, I think, actually graded better than him analytically. But like, I just don't know how you pull him out of the lineup. And then that just goes back to our bigger question: that like, if this continues where they're struggling, they're going to have to make a move, or they're going to have, you know, like something's going to happen. They're going to need a left-handed D, or they're going to have to call one up from the AHL, and they're going to have to do something with one of the right-handed defensemen. And it shouldn't be send Clark to the OHL. No, I don't. I don't think Clark should go back at this point. I mean the the amount of work that kid puts in is worth it alone. Even if he does make those rookie mistakes that may cost them a game or cost him a couple goals, you know, whatever it is in the end, it doesn't matter because that's his development and that's what we expect. Well, and, and see, that's like, like the, the, frust- and that's the frustrating the part. Sorry. Yeah. That, that's the frustrating part though, is like Todd McClellan has, has been known to like 
not give kids ice time. I mean, look at Gabe. He's just now getting third-line minutes. Yeah. Quentin Byfield has yet to play on special teams so far in the two games. You know, so it's like that's what scares me. But then Sean Dursey, who had almost all of last season in the NHL, he's still making these mistakes. Right. At least he got sat for it. But, like, he cost the Kings a point. And everybody wants, oh, stop stop blaming Dursey. Stop blaming Dursey. Did you guys watch the game? Yeah. He was hemmed in his zone every time he was out there. Him and Roy were terrible. Yeah, and maybe awful. it's a Matt Roy thing because in the second game, Sean Walker and Matt Roy were terrible. And maybe it is the whole left-handed, right-handed thing. Like have a, Roy doesn't like having a right-handed defenseman over there. Who knows? It's but possible. so far, Roy's defensive pairings have been awful. And maybe that's more Walker. Maybe it was more Dursey. But like something has to change. And it's not put Brant Clark on the left side. He needs to stay comfortable on his right side. I mean, if Brant Clark plays on his right side, you know, second pair – Maybe occasionally switching a third pair if it's not working out perfectly or if someone fits better in the second pair. Either way, at the same time, it's like we have to say, at what point do we go, all right, we have one of the hottest defensive prospects in the league. Why are we not giving him every opportunity to prove that he is as good as he is, right? I thought he got every opportunity last night. He got PK time. He got power play time. He played 15 minutes, which isn't a ton, but they're sheltering him still, which is okay. Yeah. And he even got some shifts with Drew Doughty. And I'm okay with that. If you want to put him with Drew Doughty at the end of games to try to get a goal, sure. Just don't do it all the time because I don't want you to like, oh, hey, you're going to play your off offhand side against top competition and we expect you to produce. Like I just, they can't, I don't, I don't see that working out. No, it doesn't work. So I think they just need to keep him with Edler and then they need to figure out what they want to do with Matt Roy and that pairing, whether it's trade Dursey or Walker and, and trade for a big left-handed demon or get one, wave one of them, trade one of them, make room for one Bjorn foot or Muverari to come back up because something's got to change. Yeah. And I mean, it's not and, like they're, they're short for goals. I mean, last, last night, the Kraken game wasn't, a scoring game for them. But the first game against the Knights was like, they scored three goals. They did score three goals, but they weren't besides like for a few, like a few stretches, they weren't really creating offense. And last night they didn't create really anything. Yeah. Like, and they're just not playing well. The first two games have been God awful. Like I said, I can keep going back to it. They're just being outworked and outworked, and outworked. They can't complete more than two passes in a row without somebody fumbling the fucking puck. Right. Like, it's just, I mean, I don't know. It's really frustrating to watch. And I don't want to overreact. I still think they're a good team. I still think they're going to make the playoffs. But this can't carry on because you don't want to start the season like last year where you're 1-5-1 and and people are already like, oh, shit, like, you know, it's going to be hard to make the playoffs. <laughs> like, I know yeah. it's only seven games, but when you only get a point in two of them, you know, right. that, that makes it harder as the season goes on. You know, you want to bank points as much as you can. So losing that first point against Vegas, even if they would have lost an OT, really hurt. And then getting completely outplayed by a superior or inferior team last night was just inexcusable. Yeah, that was hard to watch for sure. I just... I don't know. I'm I'm at the point right now where it's do we I don't know. Do we kind of just say 
make that trade or do we hope that like it comes apart and we shake the rust off and all of a sudden next game against Minnesota for the homecoming for Fiala, maybe that might change something or I don't know, but like they played so well in, in preseason at the end there, like you saw that chemistry. That's true. I hope so. I definitely hope so. Right. I just think like they're in they're in a position where they have so many prospects in the AHL still. You have Walker, Dersey, Spence, Grons all on the right side. You have Akil Thomas, Fagamo, um, Chromiak, Kupari, Turcott. I'm I know I'm forgetting even more down in the AHL, you know? Like at some point like you have to move those guys, whether it's for future cons- like picks, you know, or whatever to keep restocking the prospect pool or for a big piece that they need now they're going to have to because you can't just lose these players to lose them you know like you just eventually their contracts are going to run out and they're going to have to clear waivers then what you're going to have five guys like oh well you know i guess we're putting them on waivers like i trust rob blake i trust the management to do something but we're getting to that point where you know they got to start trading those guys to help the kings now we're out of the rebuild the rebuild's over now we need the kids to take the next step and we got to find the pieces to help this team win. Yeah, 100% agree with you on that. What would you like to see going forward? What what do you see out of the games? Like, what do you think needs to change before Minnesota? I mean, before Minnesota, that's hard to say. I think they need to work on, ironically, because last year was so good, but they need to work on their 5-on-5. Five five. They need to work on their puck Stop movement. Up, least, maybe. Up. Well, like their their entries through the neutral zone and their passing through the neutral zone was god awful. Their passing in multiple in different places. Was their passing in general was terrible, but especially going through the neutral zone and trying to get into the offensive zone, it's just not it's not where it needs to be. You're you're not playing as a playoff team right now. They're playing as a team that's trying to tank for Connor Bedard. And if this goes for five more games, I say fuck it. Let's just go seventy <laughs> something plus and just Oh, don't be, one, don't be one of those fans. <laughs> no, I'm not. But it's just, it's it's hard to lose the first two games. You know, if if Vegas went to overtime and, like, Kraken went to overtime, I'd be like, whatever. You yeah, know, those exactly. teams are trying you to play for it. You a couple points, you know, you're not playing great, but you're still banking points. Well, right. they're not playing great, and they're finding ways not to bank points. Yeah, they're they're just so happening to lose. 
I didn't know that Vegas was going to come out flying like they did. Vegas was, looked really good. They did, which is but crazy because I, I don't know how any player on those teams is like, oh, yeah, let's try our hardest because it's totally going to pay off in the long run. Like, who the fuck is well, playing for that team that wants to be They're all, con- they're all competitive, though. Like, right. As competitive but, people, like, you don't go out there and be like, you know what, fuck this organization. I don't give a shit. Like, they have a good team. They played really good, but I don't know if they played, like, really, really good. Or if it was a mixture of them playing really good and the Kings just being at their worst, like I can't, I don't know how the Kings could play worse than they played the first two games. Yeah, I mean, if you told me, hey, this is these are the scores for the first two games of the season, I'd be like, oh, Quick didn't play. You I know, mean, like it looks like a Cal Peterson let in a bunch of shit, you know, stinkers by, and then to come to find out it's Quick, come to find out it wasn't even his fault, especially Quick the first played, game. Well, what's crazy is Quick played great last night too, and yeah, he did. Could have been like six or seven to one yeah like i that's what i mean they're playing awful against vegas it could have been six goals easily yeah. for vegas yeah. quick's been playing really good and it's just like the king the kings just aren't there's nobody playing good on that team right now besides maybe a few players yeah i think their biggest priority should be move a forward you know everyone says i follow and it doesn't matter it doesn't I don't think- the, the name doesn't matter it's just about clearing enough space in the cap and clearing a defenseman to bring in someone on the left side. They could do that with let, Sean Walker. Right, that's what I mean. But like I'm they talking about They don't have to value. trade a forward. I know, but no. you're not getting value. You're not so if you trade a forward up front, you're going to create another hole. So in my opinion, you trade Walker and prospects. And if Arizona wanted somebody off the roster, depends on who it is, then you do it, but I think you overpay with prospects and a pick and I don't and they just they could trade their first round pick this year as long as it's lottery protected, and right. with some prospects and Walker, and then there you go. Now you like, go get it, go do something. And I'm not saying right now. I say give it a few more games, maybe give it this road trip. And if they don't turn yeah. it around on this road trip, then hey, Rob, you're gonna have to make a move because this can't continue, or else the Kings won't make the playoffs. Yeah, and I've been saying like Alexiak was a good a good defenseman that the Kings should look at. I think I said that in like the second or third episode that we did. Yeah. And he played really well last night. I mean, he was he kind took, of a... He, he took a penalty, a bad penalty too. He did, but I just mean that physical defenseman. I mean, you know? I'm not saying Alexiak is bad, but I I see him as like a third pair. They need to go after like a, a top pair or second pair defenseman. Jacob Chikrin, yes, I know he has his warts. He's... Hasn't been able to stay healthy. He's only really had one big season, but like he's only 24. He's on a great contract, yeah. and you put him with a good defenseman like Grant Clark, maybe, and that could be your yeah. future top pair in a few years. Yeah, that would be nasty. You know, like they just need to do something. Mikey Anderson and Drew Doughty, fine, perfect. Leave them alone. Yeah, Edler and Matt Roy could be a fine pair. Sure, Edler and Clark, go get Chicken and put him with Roy. Go get Chicken and put him with Jersey. Anybody, Clark, it doesn't matter, but like so far it's not working. And we'll give it a few more games. I don't want to keep going on on this, but we'll give it a few more games. And I think if it continues and they continue to struggle with, you know, whoever is playing that left side, then they need to make a move. And it could be yeah, as simple as right. just calling up Bjornfoot if Bjornfoot starts. Say Bjornfoot, they, I think they play tonight, their first AHL game. Say he has a great weekend and they come back from the road trip. Call up Yarnfoot and let him play and see how it goes. 
And he doesn't get sent have back to get down, trade, right? but he doesn't have to clear waivers. No, he doesn't have to clear waivers. Yeah, bring him back up. I, why not? Why are you worried about Walker and uh, because you don't want you don't want to lose assets for free? So one of them would have to get waived to go down. I don't know if somebody would claim Walker. I assume they probably would because he's a right-handed defenseman and he's coming off injury and he's been he's proven to be above average or at least average when he's healthy. But Dersey one hundred percent gets claimed for the upside. So you don't want to lose a guy for free, but right. Right, I don't well, want to. I I feel like we sound like we're overreacting. No, I don't. It think is we only are. two I, games, but we're we're concerned Kings fans. Is what we are. We're I'm concerned more because of concerned. like I just yeah. I was so fired up to going into the season, and it's just been such a big letdown the first two games. I mean, I don't. Hopefully, you're coming over tomorrow to watch the game with me. So hopefully, it goes good and we have a good time. We could record right after and out a positive episode for Kings fans, but... Yeah. Or you'll hear us after seven shots of black vodka. <laughs> oh, God. Black vodka. Worst tasting shit I've ever had. Ah, uh, the vodka. It's in my water bottle. <laughs> we might have to smoke some weed to get, uh, to get uh, the vibes going. <laughs> we need the good juju. Yeah. Pop an um, edible, too. I, was, I thought you said Adderall. I was like, oh God! God never done Adderall, but <laughs> this man coming out swinging. He wants to get all the good juju possible. I mean, all right. Well, so Minnesota first first game of the road trips at Minnesota. Um, I don't want to get into the long road trip. I think I think we we will be back Saturday or Sunday. Yeah. And I think that's when we'll go over the Minnesota game and then we'll get straight into the road trip and hopefully they can go into the road trip with positive vibes. Yeah, this is our this is our check in. Hopefully in the next episode we'll be able to bring Tanner on and we'll talk some shit. Well, we would like to also do more post game pods, like fresh after the game to get them out to you guys the next morning. But like we both said, it was pretty frustrating the first two games. Not yeah, an I mean, excuse, that's... but it's hard to get get going on a, a podcast when your team just looks like absolute dog shit. Yeah, it was a little disheartening, but we move on. We do the things. We'll talk to you guys after Minnesota. See ya. See ya. You done recording it? <laughs>